0: Into your life From this Now with Without further ado Let's get into this podcast And enjoy
1: Tuning in Trying to find out how to win Go along and tell a friend Marathon you know the game Keep on running never end Getting better make a man Adam got it Adam got it Adam got it Adam got it huh? activity
2: just uh yeah no it's uh, it's really really good to uh reconnect you
3: god I've been looking forward to it man i wanted to uh i wanted to pick just the right time when we had things to talk about and now's the perfect time
2: yeah no no exactly it's um it's been a while hasn't it that we that we connected to everything?
3: yeah when was that i really liked that interview
2: yeah it was it was really good i think it was um it must be at least like a year and a half ago
3: damn time flies man yeah that's crazy yeah sorry i'm a little tardy i uh spilled some coffee on my rug right before oh, we got worry. started
0: that's <laughs>
2: okay it's all good
3: made me start thinking about our first conversation. You was talking about your tea yeah, I believe, <laughs> compared to the US tea.
2: Yeah. I've um I've got some tea now actually. So it's like I got some cold brew as well. Oh nice. hmm We um we like basically like put milk in it. We put like if in a mouth put like cream in it, don't you put a lot of cream in like coffee and stuff like that.
3: <clears throat> cream, sugar flavored swirls yeah all that kind of stuff
2: yeah it's crazy
3: i like but, the new getup you got back here you got you got a little uh backdrop now
2: yeah no thank you i i kind of like i discovered like how to put my logo on uh zoom so i put my podcast logo on the bike.
3: yeah it looks good
2: no cheers man oh yeah but uh but yeah no you. i see you've been creating loads of music and uh lots of content like like before we kind of get into like Podcast, like um have you you ever from being okay since we last spoke i mean a lots been going on
3: have i been okay yeah that's a good question um a lot has changed since we last spoke i'm sure you could say the same on your side too um all for the better though how about yeah. you
2: no that's good yeah yeah a lot of lot of changes um you know a few job changes Actually, I think when I was talking to you, I was unemployed. I had no, I didn't, I wasn't working. I was looking for work, and I was just, you know, kept doing my podcast. But then, since doing the podcast, it's you know helped me to get employment. So is that right? So I'm doing like a you know a coaching job for a company in 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 the UK, you know, helping people with their mental health and uh, helping them back into work. But uh, that's
3: very nice, man.
2: But it makes me think about what we spoke about when we last talked about, um, you know, that, that consistency and kind of working on your craft and that kind of thing.
3: I've I've seen that you stayed consistent um, and I really like the stuff you've been doing. I was just watching the interview uh, you did with, I don't know his last name, but Kevin was the first name. You guys were talking about uh, relationships, mm. um, how we can be addicted to our... Past girlfriends, the same way somebody would be addicted to drugs. Yeah, but there was a lot of good talk in there, and I definitely want to tap into um your recent uh post about money. I think yeah. you and I think you and me have similar views on money. Yeah. So, yeah, no, nah, I, I really like what you're doing, man. Keep it up.
2: No, no, cheers, cheers, Jay. Really, really appreciate it, and uh, same with you as well. And I think that that uh, the guy Kevin the High, he's a good friend mm-hmm. of mine. He's um. Yeah, it was a really good podcast, actually. And it was kind of it's true, isn't it? When you think about money and you think about relationships, um, you know, like I mean like you know, people addicted to relationships, a bit like you know, drugs or whatever. It's kind of like, you know, the same thing, isn't it? Really? It's just a different kind of like form. Um yeah. but like we could we could start talking about money if you want, because I mean that was one of the things we we noted down. Um mm. like I think that in that pose you mentioned, I think I said something like uh, you know, there's i personally have nothing wrong with nothing against money i think you know it's a tool if you can do something you know you should get paid for that service whatever it is um but if you can find something that you enjoy you know money will eventually come with that and i think a lot of people sometimes are so focused on the money and the people will say in general life i think growing up you know people say oh how much money are you getting on it and what job are you doing? What money are you getting? And that's kind of like the pinpoint thing that people always think about is the money rather than what you're actually doing. And mm. I think, you know, money can buy you happiness, but it's sometimes that temporary happiness if you're kind of stuck in that loop. Mm. Now, what do you, what do you think like with, in that time and in the, the topic of money, I know it's quite deep, but.
3: Yeah, that is deep. It's hard to know where to even begin where I'm, I'm in an industry especially, um, you know, especially the music industry where money is, is, is valued very highly, um, especially in the hip hop community, in the rap world. Um, at some points, like I find myself questioning what is more important to artists? Is it the artistry or is it the money? Did you find like a hustle and music is your hustle? And I definitely respect that, Um, but I'm with you. I think happiness and loving your craft is supreme to the money 10 days out of 10, Um, which leads me to ask you with the new job, um, are you doing that primarily out of love? Because it seems like it sounds like a career you genuinely be interested in Um, or is the money good as well?
2: Yeah, I mean. I think the main driving force of me doing it is because I think, you know, for the first time in in a job in my life that I actually have a passion for and have an interest in it because I'm talking to different people. It's kind of similar to to the podcast, really. I'm talking to different people, but in in that one, in my job, I'm helping people kind of uh, with goal setting or working on, things or listening to them talk so it's it's uh it's a passion of mine and, and, and the money with it is is pretty good you know for for what it is compared to you know if I, if i compare it to some other jobs that i've had in the past you know what, what is this you know salary so to speak is is good um you know but
3: do you find this uh do you find doing this and your actual job job therapeutic for you I think it. Yeah. Or do you find? Sorry to cut you off. Or do you find pleasure out of helping others, or are you getting both?
2: I would. I would say. I would say it's both. I would say, you know, talking to other people is quite self-reflective. You are talking to people, and it ultimately makes you think about your life, and you can learn a lot from other people, connecting with them. And their stories and relate to them so it's it's that kind of yin and yang if that makes sense with absolutely podcasts and you know if someone listens to it or you get that feedback that's that's always nice and i mean that's you know my main driving force is to connect with people like yourself talk about really good topics and you know if someone if someone could take something away from this then then that makes me happy you know and it makes me happy Talking to you about and learning about you and so on and so forth. And then my job, you know, I, I enjoy because I know it, there's some value in it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool, man.
2: And I think that's, you must feel like that way of your music because people listen to your music and take something away from it.
3: Yeah. Um, it always kind of, it still always surprises me and takes me aback when people, can relate to my music, or they tell me it helps them in any kind of way. As corny and cliche as that sound, you hear every artist say that. Um, but really, my music is really for me. It's to get that those sides of me out, get those thoughts and that inner J out. So when other people are like, hey man, I play this song every day ever, I'm still taken aback. Just like, damn, I can't believe you feel that way too or you're moved by anything i had to say um yeah it's really special man
2: and i think the first song that i ever listened to of yours is that um the the one with the bagpipes is it johnny
3: yeah johnny yeah
2: yeah and uh yeah yeah, and i sent that to some of my friends in the uk as well and they really like it as well that's cool man
3: Yeah, I remember recording that. Um, That's definitely like an egotistical record, almost like another side of me. Um, And again, I'm just surprised people like that because I'm not saying the nicest things on there. So people can identify with the aggression in that song and still have something positive because they're not they're not coming up to me saying like, oh, man, I listened to your song and it made me want to have a bunch of sex. Or I listen to your song and made me want to do that. They're coming up to me saying, like, hey man, I listen to your song in the gym. It keeps me focused. Or hey, man, I play that song and makes me think about my childhood and I'm just, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Special stuff.
2: Yeah. And I think everyone's so different. And the people take something so you know unique from, from the it, don't they? They personally they people can identify with music. They can take something away from it. And that's kind of one of the powerful things in music. And like you mentioned, you've got like two new songs out as well. Like, was it one called Tarantino? And um, what's the other one you've got? Is it, is it Senorita?
3: Yeah. So the two newest ones I put out was Gutta Tarantino, which is uh, another really egotistical record inspired by Quentin Tarantino. Obviously, if you guys are familiar with the filmmaker. Um, and Senorita is kind of like a toxic, uh love song. So it was really ironic when I was playing your interview with Kevin because when he was talking about about how we continue how many of us continue to just cycle back to our ex and do this like repeated makeup, breakup, makeup, breakup. That's kind of what senorita is all about. Um, so whatever Kevin's talking about in that post, spot on for what that song's about.
2: Yeah. No, it's yeah it's really um it's really true isn't it you know with with relationships and you know what i was talking about with my my friend kevin the high is you know like we were saying earlier like it's it's like people become addicted to certain relationships or certain kind of relationships and sometimes it's it's a bit like you know people taking probably certain drugs or or whatever it's it's having that addiction to whatever substance it is it's very similar and i think it, it can be a distraction it can be sometimes our self-worth or sometimes our own you know thinking patterns because we as humans we ultimately sometimes go to what's familiar and to what's the norm so sometimes people might be in a certain relationship and i don't know if you've ever been in a relationship with someone in the past that's quite negative and then you might be with someone again uh someone different and it's but more positive, and it feels strange. And sometimes we're kind of leaning back towards, you know, what we used to. Because well, like, well, this is different, really you know, comfortable with this, this challenge, and you know, it, it's quite. We have to be quite mindful, don't we? And think about what's going on with us. If that makes sense.
3: Yeah, you were breaking up towards the end there, um, but to piggyback on that I think you guys both made good points in that conversation and um I'm not trying to keep going back there I just really like the conversation you two had and I found like I identified with a lot of it um but I think he made a good point in saying that there's often something about our ex partner that reminds us us of us and he he gets into saying how intimate of a connection that is even if it's the things like you guys mentioned cheating and lying often there's something within that cheating and that lying that identifies with us like a guilty conscience perhaps and but you made a a good point in the same token to say that we in your current relationship or the relationships that work also has something to do with you there's something that you guys relate on in relationships that work not just the ones that don't work um so yeah man relationships are a tricky thing huh yeah
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's um it's it's deep stuff isn't it and i think like it's tr- it's true what kevin said and you know with i mean with relationships it's a constant process and I think you're always learning about yourself finding things in yourself and learning about, learning about other people and you know like my current relationship you know I I've had to have. I mean everyone's different but I've had to have experiences and have relationships not work to kind of find out what it is I want and what it is that I you know have those boundaries in place of I don't you know I don't want this but you know, something kind of in this area, mm. make that and make that clear. But I think Kevin said in one of the clips or in that one, sometimes people will say, "I want to be with this kind of person. I want this and this kind of person." And sometimes we, we can't really do that. We can say we want this in a relationship, but we can't kind of mould that person into a shape that then you know you can't like trying to put a triangle into a square shape. If that makes sense. I think yeah. sometimes people do that.
3: Yeah, you definitely mentioned that. I think, um, and I'm, I won't make this like a relationship podcast. It wasn't no, where it's I want to take this. But um, Angie Martinez from Hot 97 in New York, uh, she was on Drink Champs with Nori and Tiffany Haddish. And her relationship advice, um, which kind of piggybacks off what you were saying, was to think of your three core values and meet look for somebody who has those three core values and see if you can rework you can work with the rest of them. And I thought that was pretty helpful. Um, I mean, I'm not looking for a relationship, but I thought that was pretty insightful, um, because I'm sure there's three things that you definitely need in a partner. Um, I think if you start with those three basics, you can kind of figure out if the rest works for you. But a lot of times we, we do the rest, we get attracted to the rest and we sometimes Mm -hmm. push aside some of those values because they are super good looking, fucking great in bed or whatever it might be rich. Um, another thing on that same token is, um, getting back to like how we see ourselves and our partners, usually, uh, the good partners and the really bad partners, uh, you never feel the same all the time. Do you? Don't you change?
2: You mean with, if you're in a relationship with somebody, just in
3: general, don't you find yourself like, you just find yourself evolving sometimes or sometimes you find yourself going through cycles sometimes Mm. where you feel this way for a few months and then a few months later you feel slightly different
2: you know what Mm. i'm talking about yeah no i I can i can relate to what you're saying i think in relationships you might be with someone and you mean you mean how like the relationship's going or where you're both at and sometimes you know you might grow and then sometimes people might outgrow the other person and I think it's got to be I mean it's like there's leveling up isn't it you know um you know we kind of like this and I think mm-hmm. sometimes people might go like this and then the other person might catch up or not I think that's how you know relationships are I think you know you're if there's not that kind of pivoting 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 you know then I think that's where sometimes relationships might stagnate or we might, you know, like you said, we might feel different or, you know, because I think you you ultimately want to grow, don't you, in life? And I think that person has to kind of probably match where you're at in some way. You need to be like, well, this is what I want from life. This is where where, where, where I want to go. And, you know, are you with me on this? What, what What do you want? You know, what do you want from this relationship? And I think that is... That's something that I think I find, and that's something that I think about. And you know, but I think, yeah, you do you do shift and grow and change. And I think we do go through those cycles. Um, but I think the big thing with that is communication. Mm
4: -hmm. You know,
2: communication and trust. Um, and having that 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 love if if that makes sense. Because I think with that without that trust and communication, it can really grind your gears and you know, it's it's an ongoing process, and I think we we've all got our own shit. We've all got our own baggage, so to yeah. speak. But it's it's take it's owning that and working care and care. I'm going to work on this. But but in relationships, it can't all be one sided.
3: Right. I think that's where those core values come to play as well, because there are certain things. I think the real nature of us that genuinely doesn't genuinely doesn't change or doesn't cycle um and i think whatever those things are are what you want to look for in your partner yeah and then growing and all that like you said that's that's when communication and all that comes to, comes into play
2: yeah definitely and i think like you said we call values some people's values might be negative some people might think they're not a uh, value or they might mm. because of Past experiences or past relationships, or whatever, or they're even, you know, this ties into upbringing, you know, uh, what have they seen with their childhood? What, you know, how were their parents going on? um You know, people, people take in their environment and what they see and sometimes think that's the norm as well. But some people might attract certain, you know, people, like you see some, some people who might be a negative person and they keep going back to negative people. And, that might be their value, one of their values might be a bit corrupted. They might not think so good about themselves. Then they attract someone who gives them that that way that they feel about themselves. So it's almost like a mirror, isn't it? You know, there's a mirroring somewhere. Um, I won't get too deep on it, but I mean, there's like, you know, narcissistic people and empaths and some certain people attract certain people in that remit.
3: For sure. Now, how long you been with your lady?
2: Um, I've been with her since last October. So it's now August, September, October. So yeah, quite some time now, since last October. Okay. You guys are doing well? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any yeah. I think, you know, every relationship has its challenges. And yep. I'm very good. I've learned how to communicate in the moment. And I'm very clear of boundaries. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going, we're going well. I work five days a week and then I'll see her at the weekend or tomorrow. And then, um, you know, we will do things, we'll go out, whatever, or sometimes not. We'll just chill at home and make some dinner or something. So yeah, it's going It's going well, you know, I think you have to communicate. You have to trust, um, and, and enjoy those small things as well. Don't you think, you know, you don't have to always be going out and doing things.
3: I think in due time, you guys need to do a podcast together. I'd, oh, I'd like to see, uh, yeah, I'd like to see how, how you guys work.
2: I'd yeah. like to
3: see what, just kind of how you guys bounce off each other. That'd yeah. be neat.
2: No, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to write, I'll write that down and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll ask her.
3: <laughs> I think people would like to see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, man.
2: How about you? Are you, uh, where are you at with things like are you, like, in a relationship, kind of? Um, I'm, I kind am of. seeing somebody. Um,
3: and like you said, it, uh, we're a work in progress. Um, yeah. But like you said, you know, I had to, I'm continuously learning. So, yeah. I don't think I would be seeing the current somebody I'm seeing had i not dated the other people i dated in the past
2: yeah sure uh, yeah but yeah it's, man no that's good man no I'm, I'm glad i'm glad that you're good and i think you know there's you gain so much from experiences don't you and that's mm-hmm. how you grow that's how we have a different you know understanding and view on things because I think you have to do that because you know it, you you build a picture of what you want and what you don't want whereas before in the past when you're just kind of doing it you make mistakes you you know you, you're you doing whatever mm. and then you're like that's how I think that's where you learn you're like oh no I shouldn't have made that decision or oh, I shouldn't have got with that person or you know vice, vice versa but then you know like you said it, everything is a work in progress you know relationships and life and everything else and like I was just thinking as well like we mentioned, like, uh, upbringing. Like, what what do you think, like, uh, like, what was your upbringing like? Or, why? you know, why do you think that's important? Do you think?
3: You know what? I was thinking about that, too. And before I get into my upbringing, and I'm definitely going to ask you about yours, mm. um, I th- saw a podcast with Riff Raff and Theo Vaughn recently.
2: Oh, Theo Vaughn's a legend.
3: Right. Um, I actually saw him uh live recently.
2: Nice.
3: Uh he's funny. But Riff Raff was saying in his uh depiction of growing up, he was comparing um the first 10 years of our life as us saving money, uh sorry, saving information to a SIM card. And then after 10 years old, You unplug your phone and everything you learned in the first 10 years are your tools and what you, you know, what you learn and how you adapt after 10 years old is that. Uh, Do you feel that way as well? Do you think a lot of our core, like, personality traits and beliefs and thoughts are heavily based on the first 10 years of our life?
2: Yeah, I mean massively. I mean, I I personally think that you know, growing up as a kid and those early years in your life definitely have a fundamental part to play in your life. You know, the way you think about yourself, you know, how you see the world, mm. you know, your parents. It is definitely like a moulding almost, and, and um, you know, like building a house. It's those kind of concrete foundations that might you know we might have certain core beliefs, we might have certain ways of being based on those those years. And whether that's positive or you know negative experiences, some people, you know, might have, I mean, we've all got traumas and stuff, but some people might have severe traumas in those years. And then that's just a knock on effect, uh, you know, later on in their life. But you, you know, you can deal with with trauma you can work on stuff and understand it. Um, but I definitely think it has a part to play
3: You then, think that's a stretch to say that we're primarily made up of the first 10 years of our life. Do you kind of agree with that? Or do you think that, you know, there's some real core, some real coreness within us, after 10 years old do you think anything like after 10 years old really makes you who you are
2: yeah i mean yeah i think i mean i saw it i saw an article somewhere but i think they said in the first in the first like couple of years of your life like growing up as a kid Mm. you know your subconscious mind is like molded and formed because you're taking in your environment and know, when you're subconscious, you've got all your beliefs in there and your thoughts and your behaviours. And then that's kind of automatic. You know, it's like you said, you're kind of putting that data onto that SIM card in that time. Yeah. But I also think, it, I mean, this can happen at any period, I think, in our lives. We can have a negative experiences or if we have enough negative experiences in life or enough positive experiences, that can still change our thinking and beliefs, you know, later on in life. But I think, you know, I found, you know, those teen years quite fundamental as well.
3: Yeah, I can definitely agree with that too. Let
0: me like, spin what?
3: gears on you. What do you think about all these damn out of space photos they're releasing? <laughs> yeah, what do you think about that?
2: I I I believe I believe in stuff like that. I like to think there is something out there, um, whether that's spiritually, whether that's in space. I think there's there's too much mass and too too much space for there to not be anything. And I think they're releasing a lot more fo- uh, data, a lot more evidence where the White House in America are saying, you know, that the, your military are saying, this isn't ours is this yours and the Chinese and whatever are going, well, that's not ours. So now slow down on
3: that. I I don't know nothing about politics. So what are they saying is ours in
2: there? Okay. So have you seen that video of the Tic Tac where? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the videos like that are being sent, but they're, they're asking different militaries around the world and saying, is that your aircraft? Mm -hmm. And they're all, they're not, saying that, that it's theirs so then you know your government are like well if it's not theirs it's not the chinese it's not the russians it's not the british or whoever else then what is it mm. so i've i've seen have you ever seen um that international space station in in space where um, we... no it's like it's like a space station that they send like astronauts from different countries to to like do work and things okay uh, i'm not a scientist <laughs> yeah but there um, but uh there was a there's a webcam footage of like a um like a ufo or an object moving really quick towards it and hmm. as it got as it got really close nasa turned the camera off so people couldn't see it oh so you think well they, what are they trying to like not show people
3: Now, NASA is a U.S.-based company, isn't it? Or whatever organization?
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: And the Tic Tac that you were talking about, that was filmed by the U.S. too, right?
2: Yeah, it was one of the the Navy, someone in the Navy or the Air Force, someone high in the Air Force. And in your neck
3: of the woods where you're from, this is big information?
2: Because I don't know um... the U.S.'s
3: impact around the world. I don't really know, like... So that's like big news to you guys?
2: It it comes on the news feed. I mean, I I you know, with our phones now, I think it's all kind of filtered out to what you search and what you look for. Um mm. majority of it. But we do get a lot of like western like American news. Um mm. on, on on our like, you know, the B, the the BBC. I've seen it. So we have like the UK and then the world. So we do get a lot of American news. Okay. And what is
3: what is like your? You guys have a space organization over there?
2: Um, I, I don't, I don't know the name of of it. I think there is a British, there is a British um, space. Uh, I can have a look. Like a British Space Force, if that makes sense. But like, you know, yeah. like you have NASA, but I think we've we work alongside NASA as well.
3: Okay, cool.
2: But there's there's definitely got to be something out there. Definitely got to be something out there.
3: Yeah, those photos they released really got my mind running. Um, Especially that one they're saying is a bunch of different galaxies.
2: Oh, that one that's travelled from like an interstellar.
3: Yeah. Yeah, The the
2: big, yeah.
3: Yeah, that's a big one. That's got my my brain racked.
2: Mm Well, you listen to people's stories. You listen, you hear to people's stories where they say they've been like visited and all these weird things, and you you know like I don't think I think the government definitely know, but they wouldn't want to tell people to freak people out. Do you know what I mean? There's definitely things they're not they're not saying. But have you ever funny. had an
3: experience?
2: I've I've seen. I've I've never obviously seen an alien but I, I i've looked in the sky where i used to work in a in a hotel in the middle of nowhere mm. and i remember like finishing work and looking into the sky and i remember like seeing something very bright in the form. it wasn't a plane but it was moving in different formations it was like speed was changing and then it was stopping and then it was getting brighter then it was moving this way and then it was going down and then it's going this way like, up, down, left, right. And uh, that was a bit strange. Mm. But it wasn't a satellite. Satellites go in a straight line. Yeah. Have you ever seen anything? Or no. Anything
3: I've had a couple people... Um, I don't know how deep you're into, like, the UFO thing. But they describe uh, a triangular-shaped ship that has lights on the front. You ever heard of people talk about that? No. i I know a couple people that have claimed they've encountered a ship like that, where it's it's flat in the front, it comes back in a triangular shape, and has a bunch of lights on the front, and it doesn't make any sound. It just uh, hovers quietly. I've had a couple people, because where I'm from, uh, around here in New Hampshire, we have a lot of UFO sightings. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I hear about that stuff pretty often.
2: Yeah. I mean, as well, I think with UFOs, I mean, you got to think like as well, like, you know, your military, you have got some hefty kit and they're testing yeah. lots of different things that are, you know, classified. Um, well, you know, so I've seen on articles and videos um, and that's all top secret and people could say they're UFOs, but there might just be like a really special aircraft that no one knows what it is. yeah go ridiculously fast yep you see those drones i mean the the speed of some of those drones is like ridiculous they can go from zero to whatever in a matter of seconds
3: yep 100 percent.
2: but like um it's really i hope i you know i hope that there's something out there for, for sure and um like well like we've upbringing as well like what was your kind of upbringing like like you growing up like a teenager
3: oh a teenager I don't even know where to begin. Um, What's some key bits? Man. I moved around a lot. I could say that. And I think that played a big role in who I am today. You know, I lived in apartments. I've lived in trailer parks. I've lived in full-blown, you know, houses with a yard and a driveway um I've dormed so I've, I feel like I've lived in a lot of I've even spent a little bit of time living at a campground when I had to um so yeah my 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 upbringing is all over the place I went to college in Hawaii so that was pretty cool and that changed my life quite a bit because I was born and raised in New England on the opposite side of the country so going Across the country, across the Pacific Ocean, to some island in the middle of nowhere, uh, for two years. That that affected me a lot. What about you, man?
2: That's no, really interesting. And I think you know, like all ex- experiences shape who you are, don't they? And how you think and behave. Um, me, I, I mean, as a teenager, you know, at a young age, my my parents split up, so my dad kind of, you know, I was always back and forth seeing my dad he's a chef so i would see him and then i wouldn't see him for a while um i I grew up in a city called nottingham in the uk so Mm. quite a biggie bit quite a big city Mm. um quite rough went to quite rough school you know Mm. got around the wrong people um so i mean a lot of that was difficult you know Mm. being you know being around the wrong people and, and you know i was kind of i was kind of fueled by my ego I wasn't really caring or thinking about what I was doing. I was, you know, having, you know, fights with people and stuff like that, being goaded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then that was really difficult. And then trying to find out who you are. And I think in school, I didn't really know, I didn't really feel like I fitted in, but I was just kind of doing what all the other kids were doing, you know, trying to be around the, one of the cool kids, if that makes sense. And then mm-hmm. if you pull away from that group, then you know you get attacked so hmm. a lot of that was hard you know hard my dad wasn't always around um you know
3: did you have a stepfather
2: i had a stepfather but he was pretty like you know emotionally abusive wasn't very you know nice person um so that was hard you know as well as like all at once do you know what i mean so you know i was yeah. in, I was in quite a rough school, quite around, you know, the wrong people. And then, you know, trying to find who you are, you know, amongst all that, you know, where do I fit? What do I want from life? Do you know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah. I had a really similar upbringing as that too. I had a stepfather as well. Uh, what were your grades like? How'd you do in school?
2: Oh Christ. I, I didn't take anything serious until, uh-huh. until the last year. Last year.
0: <laughs> so yeah.
2: it was like the last year. Um, but at that time, I was going through, um you know, often with, with my mental health because I had an accident. I don't know if you've.
3: Oh, I didn't uh, know that. you got to tell me about that.
2: I, I was around the wrong people, as I said. And I had an accident where I fell through a skylight on a roof. It's like a glass panel on a roof. Wow. And, you know, it was just messing around, climbing roofs during the summer. And this glass panel smashed, uh, fell through it. You know, cut my arm open. You know, lacerations and all the rest of it. You know, very really lucky to be alive. Fell about fourteen feet down, landed on a small sink cubicle mm. that like broke my fall. Um, so I had like PTSD. You know, anxiety. You know, depression from from the trauma from mm. that. So that was what well, when I was thirteen so that that was going on but then from that event i stopped hanging around with the people i was hanging around with because that was almost like a wake-up call that happened and i was like i don't want to do that anymore i don't want to be around those kind of people uh but then you know i i was in school for a bit i had to have a bit of time off because of that Mm. but that was all around like the last two years of school um but i managed to do my tests um I could have got better grades. I mean, I got a lot of D's, and I got a, I got a lot of averages. I got an F in maths. Um, I got I got a B. Well, do you? I don't know if you. Yeah, you do the same grades. Yeah. Got a, I got a B in religious studies, and I got like a C in English. But then later in life, I retook my maths and I got a C. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't thinking about education. I was just too busy playing video games, messing around with the wrong people. So that,
3: that instance had a big impact on you. I could tell that situation. Does it still affect you in any way today? Are you afraid of heights? Are you afraid of, I don't know, trusting people with your safety?
2: I think, I mean, I, I would never physically
3: hurt. Like, is anything wrong with your body today?
2: No, I've got, I've got nothing wrong with my body. Um, I've got scars you know obviously but you know I, I don't suffer from that anymore I yeah. physically I'm okay mentally um, you know I, I had therapy I talked to people and you know I saw a doctor and all the rest of it yeah. to work through all that and I had to have you know my mum helped me because she was doing like um like a like a her counseling course and stuff so yeah. I, I had the support there, luckily. Um, but no, I'm fine now. But I mean, at the time, I mean, yeah, you
3: know. So your mother's a counselor. You just said. Yeah. See, you got this in your blood. Then this, this is like, <laughs> yeah, this is in you somewhere. There's something that you guys have in your DNA. I bet.
2: Yeah. But
3: well, that's interesting, man. I didn't think I pictured you for having a a good scholastic career. So, you, it sounds like you pulled yourself a whole 180, turned things around, huh? Yeah. Cool. No, cheers,
2: man. Yeah. I mean, I believe, I, mean, I believe, open up for a reason, doesn't it, really? And, yeah. you know, I think if that hadn't have happened, I probably wouldn't be doing this. You know, I think, like, you know, like things happen in your life, don't they? And I don't know if that's the same with you. Like, do you think, like, have you always been interested in music? Have you always wanted to be in music? Or.
3: That's a great question. Um... Yeah, I think I've been interested in music as soon as I discovered it. It just had something on me. Like I was saying in a previous interview I had earlier this year, before I got into music, I was really big into like audio books. Audio books have been around forever. They used to be on record players. And you could just spin, you know, Barney or He-Man or whatever little stories you like. Um, And I used to just sit right by the record player and listen to stories. And then when I really understood the lyrics in music, forget about it, man. I've been a, an addict. I'm a music addict. And similar to you and your mother, my biological father was really big into music, too. So part of me, I was always wondered if there's just something in me that is a fiend for music. But yeah, I love it, man. Always have, probably since as long as I can remember, since like four years old.
2: Wow. That's pretty young yeah. isn't it? To be into music.
3: Yeah, like right away.
2: I yeah. did uh what what did you have? Was it like a CD player tape? Um
3: Well, I lived with my grandmother growing up, so I really started with record players. I really just played old records and then my mother and my biological father even though they were split up they both had cassettes so i got down with the cassette players that's actually where i first came across prince they had prince on cassette um and then when i got into like my young you know teenage years and you know 10 11 12 13 uh cds and i still use cd cds to this day actually if you drive into my car, I got four CD cases in the back seat. Um, I alter those CDs like books, pop them in a CD player. Um, yeah, I'm still on that shit.
2: Yeah, no, I love that. And I think, um, you know, still a lot of people do listen to CDs. And I know for sure, like, I did see an article a while back and it said, like, vinyl is like surpassed. Is it CDs or something like vinyl is a really big now
3: yeah i heard that too i don't have a record player today um but i wonder if there's like a nostalgic factor in there this mm-hmm. v- vinyl provides a different sound too uh than a cd and definitely different sound than a wave or an mp3 file uh there's something warm and open about vinyl records yeah what about you man First, of all, what actually? What are you even listening to right now? What are you listening to for music?
2: Um, I listen to. Uh, I've been listening to some of your music. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I've been listening to. Uh, I like. I really like Juice World.
3: Oh. Okay.
2: You know, uh, yeah. I like Juice World. Um, I've been listening to like some rock music. You know, Alice Cooper. Some like old school rock music. Um, Led Zeppelin. Uh, What's like, like your
3: favorite, like your go-to uh, favorite? I guess you can go by genre. I
2: think I think I really like old like old school hip hop, like old school, like uh, you know, nineties like underground, like hip hop.
3: You play that most often more than anything else.
2: I'd say I say recently a lot. I've been playing a lot of Juice World. Okay. Yep cuz i i've really you know i think it's it's crazy i can really relate to some of his music and mm. i just I, I you know i i think there's so there's so much of his music still coming out even though he's died mm. there's so much right. unreleased stuff coming out and it's just it it blows my mind
3: were you into like little peep at yeah, all
2: I've, I've started to listen to some of his music recently
3: yeah Yeah, Juice World's really interesting. Another thing people don't really know or didn't know about Juice World was he could freestyle his ass off. So aside from those records that people like you and me can really, really relate to, and really are refreshing to people in you like you and me, uh, just in a hip hop sense, he could also freestyle like a motherfucker, like crazy.
2: Yeah, because you see his. Did you see his two-hour freestyle with? Uh, <laughs> what was?
3: Um, I think I have, but I don't think I played the whole thing.
2: Yeah, he did one with Eminem beats, and then he did one to like random songs. And he did one. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. In this guy's getting up like random objects. And yeah, he's like rapping about the objects, like like a camera, and then a pencil or whatever
3: yeah i've always respected that my freestyling ability is bad i'm very much a methodical thinker and a writer i need time Mm. so when i see people with that natural gift to freestyle at a Mm. at a high level because there's a difference between just rhyming words Mm. that come off the top of your head but also rhyming words and saying something at the same time in a split of a second, something I don't possess. So, shout out to everybody that can do that.
2: Mm. Yeah, definitely. Because I, yeah. I listened to him, uh, Kendrick Lamar.
3: Yep. Yeah. He, he was just in Boston last night. Oh, nice. Yep.
2: Yeah. Kendrick Lamar is quite good. Uh, Nipsey Hussle was good, wasn't he? He's, he's not around anymore yes um that's sad um yes you know like Eminem you know
3: okay all U.S. artists
2: yeah I mean that the American artists alike and then like British artists are like uh, it's more like grime so like um you told me that Have you heard like Dave guy called Dave Nope. uh Wiley Skepta
3: I've heard of Wiley and Skepta But yeah, there's... who was Wiley? Uh, he had a beef with somebody out there.
2: It was uh, Another... Stormzy.
3: Stormzy, yeah, I'm really familiar with Stormzy. How's he doing out there?
2: I'm not too sure. I, I think he's just been on tour or he's just been like on other people's songs. I've not listened to much of his music recently, but I know that you know he's always putting music out or he's always on other people's music, like songs.
3: Is he a top tier hip-hop? Hip hop artist out
2: there, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, he like headlined Glastonbury or something like that. Like, okay, a while back. But he had he had that beef with Wiley, and Wiley's the guy who kind of set up Grime, and then mm. he's you know he's a bit of controversial guy. He's done some stuff that's probably not so great in the media, um, mm. but then you know Storms he's done equally stuff as well. I think it's has that he? kind of. Hmm?
3: I said, has he? Because I from over here Stormzy looks clean Every I haven't seen any drama from him
2: I I saw a video clip and there's a guy called Chipmunk heard of him and he Stormzy and his crew went to Chipmunk's house in, in a blacked out car and they like went there to intimidate him a while ago mm. because I think he might have said something about him in a song and then it mm. kind of tensions rise
3: Hip hop, man, such a competitive genre. Mm. That's what I love about it too. Yeah. So much like a sport.
2: And like kind of what is um, I mean really random the question. Like what would you say you're like um you're like driving forces with it?
3: With um making music? Yeah. My driving force? Or like
2: what well, motivates you or kind of?
3: I can't even explain it to you, man. It it just it's it's in me man but that's, that's my driving force i can't even mm. explain to you what it is it's like an obsession um yeah like it's
2: like a, in your energy
3: yeah i can't even stop if i wanted to stop making music my i just it just my brain wouldn't let me mm. um so i can't even really describe it to you i guess the, the simplest answer i could say is my driving force is the love for it just how much i love it um and i also i pay so much attention to the game because i'm so obsessed with it i feel confidently that somebody like me is missing in the industry and that fuels me a lot too Mm. The day, you know, I turn on Vlad TV or World Star Hip Hop or Hot New Hip Hop, the day I go on one of these websites and I see somebody like me, I'll probably take a step back. But it's been my whole life and I, have, I haven't I have really seen an artist that fills the void in hip hop that I feel like I can fill and that I do fill. Mm. Um yeah so yeah I can't what about you man what fuels you to do what you do
2: yeah no I I think it's really great what you just said and I think you know I, I can relate to that because I think in some way because I think what fuels me is you know like you said it's hard to put into words sometimes but it's it's that it's that energy that passion and it's like this this driving force in you isn't it that yeah you you want to kind of work on your craft yeah and you think about it when you're not doing it um exactly and you're just wanting to improve and i think my driving force is you know i i like help you know i like helping other people i want you know i want to create content to put it out there um to you know for people to see it and take something away from it i think that's my my driving force of it i I enjoy talking to people i love connecting with people i love having conversations with people like yourself and having you know deep conversations
3: do you think there's anything you love more or love equally because for me for me there isn't and that's always a telltale sign for me is that I know that there's nothing else I love more than music. There's nothing that makes me tick like music does. So I don't even have to really question regardless of what the financial outcomes are or the numerical outcomes are. I don't really have to question of if I'm doing the right thing or the wrong thing, because it's a no brainer to me.
2: Mm. What about you? Yeah. No, I, I, I think I feel very similar in that aspect. I think, you know, the, the conversations I've had, the experiences that I've had doing podcasting, you know, nothing comes close to this, coming to this experience of sitting down with someone or a couple of people and having a conversation about different things and, you know, learning about someone and going into certain areas and then, you know, putting that out there into the world. And then that's something that, you know I, I think nothing else comes close to this apart from maybe you know having deep conversations with people in real life. Do you know what I mean? But then you can have conversations with people in real life and you kind of think, damn, I should have had the microphone then because
3: I think about that all the time, yeah <laughs> yep, which goes back also to something we were talking about earlier with um about money is don't you feel like um, fame and money are two of the biggest motivators and fuels for a lot of artists and creators today?
2: I'd say so, yeah. I think fame and money are two big big fuelers in it. And I think that's yeah. why the thing is I think with that you have to be very, very disciplined. I think you have to know yourself and kind of how it's like you know a bit of a balancing actor really isn't it? I mean it's I suppose in that in that realm you see some successful artists or some successful you know actors and you can kind of respect them because they've got money and they're famous and they deal with it in a good way. They're not like you know dickheads so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably knowing you know knowing yourself being quite disciplined and and going about things in the right way yeah i think for creators for people in the music industry and this industry podcasts you know is is a big motivator and i think that's what a lot of people gravitate towards but i think if you're just focused on those two things that's just your main focus focus you know you're going to burn out and you know you might get the fame you might get the money and people think that's going to change their lives. It's going to make them completely happy for the rest of their lives. And then there's a downward spiral or come down because then they realize, okay, well, you know, it it hasn't kind of uh, fitted that puzzle. You know, it's not completed what I, I thought was, you know, was going to be. Mm.
3: Yeah, that's a good point.
2: But that's definitely true. If you're, if you're fueled You are you're passionate about what you do. That's different. You know, the fame and the money will come with it and vice versa, I think.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think that there's definitely a difference between just somebody who really loves the craft and somebody who's just naturally talented at the craft. I find a lot of individuals chasing money or fame are just naturally good at what they're doing and don't necessarily have the love for it. And then I also see on the other side of the spectrum, people that really love something, but aren't naturally good at it. Hmm. Um, So that's, that stuff always racks my brain a little bit. I have trouble with that too. Like in my artistry, I hate the business so much. And I, ha- I find myself having a hard time balancing the two of how to remain true to myself, how to remain artistic, but also be heard, not just be somebody in the corner, you know, rapping to themselves, releasing music for their mom. You find yourself battling that, like, yin and yang at all of like how do i stay true to myself and my craft but also how do i get heard without not being myself or like selling out myself you know what i'm saying do you battle that at all
2: no i I completely see I, i completely see what you mean i understand and i think it's that you know in that industry you know you're wanting to get yourself out there and then, like you said, there's that trying to put yourself out there and trying to be yourself at the same time. And I think, like you know, I, I if it, if I can relate, that's podcasting. The way I see it, and how I can relate to that, maybe is seeing my content, and and I I don't I I don't care about how many likes I get. It's not why I do I do it. But sometimes I put out really good content out there. And it might only get you know so many hits or whatever, and then I see like some video or someone else doing a podcast talking about something stupid, and then mm-hmm. it's got crazy amount of attention or whatever. Um, I mean, that person is is probably earned their way there, and I'm not that I've got I've got no uh, qual, you know no problem with that, but mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's the context of what's being put out there some people just gravitate towards that and i think sometimes it's that you know if you're not careful you know like we can sometimes sometimes doubt ourselves or there's positive and negative criticism do you know what i mean but we can't quarrel and go and spiral down and compare ourselves do you know what i mean we can't but you know you have to catch yourself and you have to be like okay well you know i'm still doing okay you know Mm. they're they're doing something different or let them get on with it you know so i mean in in that sense yeah it's kind of like trying to put out your content trying to be yourself and you don't have to act a certain way to to get whatever um attention that makes sense so it's it's a fine i think it's a fine balance but being consistent and, and doing your best i think is the way i see it
3: yeah i agree with that I can agree with that.
2: And um, are you good for time, by the way?
3: Yeah, dude, I got you. I cool. made all the time. I was looking forward to our conversation.
2: No, that's cool, man. Same here. I'll just just make sure yeah. you you're good.
3: Yep, for sure. I don't even know what time it is. Oh damn! Yeah, I'm good.
2: Okay, cool. And um, yeah, like what about uh, say mental health? Like we talked about mental health. Like, how do you kind of like deal with things like what you know what do you think like that that? you know what's important about that area
3: that's a great question um and also convoluted question mental health um and i don't even know where to begin with that
2: um so so mental health so like hmm. your so how do you kind of look after your mental Like what do you do to like relax or whatever? And why that's important?
3: Well, man, that's tough. Like to relax for me, kind of like what you mentioned earlier, I'm really big into video games. I'm really big into fishing and camping. Um, that's what I do to relax. But mental health is, it's sticky nowadays, like between social media, between um, the openness of drug use, like cannabis and alcohol, um, and just where we are as a society, mental health is just a, a gray thing to me right now. I don't think any, I don't know anybody personally that looks like they got it all together <laughs> and i i'm not going to tell you i got it all together so what i think about mental health is i think that we're all battling something to what extent is depending on the person um for me my focus presently is i'm working on the ego I think it kind of ties into a lot of what we just talked about in regards to, you know, releasing content and art and all that Uh, um, and comparing ourselves to others. Um, But, yeah, for me, man, I think conversations like this are healthy. I think being true to yourself is healthy. I think taking time to have the conversations – that need to be had within yourself is healthy. I think a lot of times we run away from unfinished business within our own mind, whether it be you know, to go out and hang with our friends, whether it be to go smoke some weed, whether it just be go to the studio and I don't know, fucking make music. Sometimes I think we just need to sit down sober-brained and have the conversations with ourselves that we don't want to have or that are hard to have um yeah those are my thoughts on mental health at the moment man yeah what, what about yourself what, what, what comes to your mind uh what's today august 11th 2022 when somebody says mental health what do you think
2: <laughs> um i I'd, you know, I, I agree, and I, I, love what you said, and I think, uh, you know, it, it's you've got those things that you enjoy and things that you can do to, like, you know, help you with, you know, your mental health, and I think, you know, when I think mental health. You know, I, I, I was thinking today actually, I was thinking, past couple of years, you know, COVID, you know, was difficult on people's mental health. Um, mm you know, it affected people differently. Some people, there was a silver lining in it. Mm -hmm. Some people, it was disastrous, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, in so many areas. And then I think, you know, with things that are happening in the world or the media, I think you have to be very disciplined and careful what you look at, what you choose to look at, what you choose to read on the news and social media, you know, um, who you spend your time around, all these different things, you know, come into your mental health, uh, Yeah, you know, looking at the things that you enjoy, trying to find things you enjoy to help you with how you feel. Like you talked about video games, fishing, camping, you know, I, I play video games. I've got a Nintendo switch and PlayStation and stuff. So I, I'll just kind of chill out and I'll play Mario Kart or something with my girlfriend or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. She always kicks my ass and a bit it. but
3: uh, I'm pretty good at Mario yeah. Kart too. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty
2: good.
0: So, yeah.
2: you know, I play that, I'll chill out. You know, I think podcasts, you know, doing podcasts, having these kind of conversations help me to relax. How you know, they just ground me. Um, creating content, you know, putting clips together, putting you know, the behind the scenes stuff. I love, I like, quite like doing that and that process. Uh, you know walking uh, yeah seeing family friends whatever you know uh,
3: mental yeah. health's a really a really hot topic mm. lately and part of me wonders if if it's a hot topic because now the masses are accepting it of it and being maybe more open to talking about it and we're all kind of realizing, oh yeah, we're, we're all a little fucked up here. Mm. Um, but I also wonder if mental health is such a hot topic because we're in the middle of some very unnatural things for humans. Mm. Like you, like social media, I don't think that's natural for us to constantly be able to see what other people are doing and also what other people want us to see at all hours of the day. Um, anytime we please, I think that plays a big factor into what's going on with mental health currently. Um, what do you think? I'm sure you agree with that.
2: Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that. And I think, especially when you look at it if you wake up first thing in the morning i try not to go on instagram or whatever at certain times i try not to go on social media before i go to sleep or it's it's hard when you're a creator and you're putting content out there and applying to messages but i try not to go on too late or i try not to go on first thing in the morning because i find you could see something that can make you feel a certain way and then that might just domino throughout your day because you Compared yourself to a video, or you know, or you see something that might be negative and might, you know, dishearten you, but then it can work the other way. You might see something that is positive, so it's a bit like you know, a gamble, really, isn't it? It's a bit like uh, you know, lottery with what comes up in your feed. But I think, like you said, people and that you know, instant gratification people want that instant gratification and to, to. receive a comment or receive a like not all people but some people and you know like you said i don't think we're designed that way i think we're slowly evolving you know through mm-hmm. these times and through these devices and what we're surrounded by but when you kind of cut you know cut back to the core things that make us human you know we're, we're out there in the surviving in the wild and um hunting and groups and you know, all of these things. So all these things that are man-made, it's something that we're then adapting to and having to try and deal with when it's not natural.
3: Yeah, and I think we're all a little bit um, famous. And I don't think we were were meant for that too. Due to social media, whether you got two followers or two million followers, you're a little bit famous to, to those followers in some way, shape or form. Um, and I don't think humans were meant I don't just don't think we were meant to do that (laughs) Well, getting on to what you were saying
2: well a prime example if you think about it right is Elon Musk so you know I've got nothing against the guy I think you know it's quite controversial some of the things he does not everyone agrees with what he does and says but Mm. I think he's pretty cool in some of the stuff he does anyway in my opinion yeah he has so much influence over how people think and how 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 people act just by a tweet he right. can fluctuate the stocks and he can fluctuate how people think and that's yeah. a lot of power for for one person just through tweeting yeah and you know i think joe rogan says the same thing but very joe rogan's very open about how he is but he's got a lot of influence based on how many people follow him and like him. And oh yeah, it might my work both ways with myself and you. You know, you've got people who follow you and will like what you do, and we have a part to play in this um, say system. But in this, in this, um, in this life, you know, people listen mm-hmm. to this. People build opinions.
3: Yeah. Yeah, man. So mental health, great question, man. That's a, yeah. just a gray area to me. I, I, I'm I'm glad people are talking about it. Um, I think it's important. Um, but I think it's it's an evolving thing right now. I don't think there's an answer to really any question pertaining to how to maintain good mental health. I don't think there's a a, a right yeah. answer to that talking yeah. our way through it i think is going to help us um but i think everybody's battling something in some way shape or form
2: yeah definitely and that's i think you know the human condition isn't it you know and based on our past and based on things that have happened or based on things that are happening you know, in our life and i think you you know you have to do and find what works for you don't you you have to find what out yeah, you know, what it is and what helps you to, like, you know, relax or wind down. And, you know, people say to me, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I, and I, and I think, like, if I, if I don't do certain things for myself, I can't do and, be, and show up to be the person that I want to try and do. Do you know what I mean? And it might work, you know, with what you do as well. If we don't do certain things for ourselves, then, do you know what I mean, that, then that affects how, how we are and how we go about stuff.
3: Yeah, the cliche phrase, what they say, um, you got to love yourself before you can love somebody else. Mm. Uh, you got to work on yourself before you can help somebody else or help mm. yourself before you can help someone else. Um, yeah, I do that too. To be mm. frank, like just, just our conversation today is a step for my mental health. Mm. Like I don't care where you're from, but talking to somebody that, you can have you know a real conversation with without all the bullshit the, all the bullshit yeah um helps my mental a lot so you know that goes that's a big kudos to you um you know I wouldn't even have this conversation if I didn't think it was going to be good for my own sake not for yeah. business not for music just for my own mental yeah um like yeah just this conversation alone is me taking action on that
2: yeah no definitely and i think like yeah. you know like you know relating to people and the thing is i i have conversations you know you know like you're in america you're thousands of miles away and i i can relate to you more than to more than some people you know closer to you know what yeah I mean? so it it yeah it's 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 important that we do that, isn't it? And have, have certain conversations that people don't, because some people aren't comfortable having certain conversations in general life. And, you know, you have to have those conversations and go into that more for people to, do you know what I mean? Think about it and go into it. Yeah. Um, like as well, like, do you have any role models or any role models growing up? Like, did I know if I asked you that when I first met you? Do you have any like role models or who are your role models when you were growing up?
3: Yeah, that's a really good question, too.
2: Whether that's professionally or personally.
3: Yeah. um, Role models. Personal role models. I don't know. I'm really influenced by a little bit of a lot of people. I remember Musically, Kurt Cobain influenced me first I felt that what he was saying and how he was delivering his message um was true to himself it was against mainstream feelings and ideas at that time um so that really influenced me and that kind of sparked me to say you know what Fuck what anybody has to say. I'm gonna do me. And then I came across Kiss, the rock band, and they were doing the same thing. They're like, fuck what anybody thinks. We're gonna do us. And then I came across Little Wayne, and he said the same thing. Fuck what all you guys think. I'm gonna do me. um And I'm sure if you followed hip hop, you've known all the, the slander Little Wayne has taken in his early career. It's it's a miracle that he's still making music at the level he is today, uh, just off of how much slack and public slander he got during his career. Um, even like some WWF wrestling characters were role models to me. I know they're not that you know that's a male soap opera wrestling, but some of the characters they portray and who they're expressing themselves as role, role models to me, like Kane, The Rock, Stone Cold. Um, John Cena. John Cena, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and Quentin Tarantino was a role model to me, you know, somebody who still loves cinema more than damn near 99% of the directors releasing mo- movies today. Um, so my role models all over the place in my personal life. I don't know, man, my mother has, you know, she's taught me plenty of things, but there's nobody in my personal life that I'm like, that's who I aspire to be that I take notes from him. It's all a little bit from everybody. You feel the same way or do you have a go-to?
2: Yeah, no, I, I feel, I feel the same way, actually. Um, you know, it's, we can take a lot from loads of different people, can't we, really? And yeah. I think, you know, I, I really like Quentin Tarantino as well, and I love his passion for films, and I like films. And, you know, I saw he, like, even commented on the new Top Gun movie, and he said it was, like, one of the best films he's seen recently. Mm. Um, Yeah, if I like Tarantino. I like... Uh, well, still, like I like... Uh, You know, Gary Vee, I like some, you know, that Gary Vee guy does, like, marketing and stuff. There's a lot of, you know, speakers that are like... What do you
3: think is, what do you think is, like, the difference between a role model and an influence?
2: I think a role model is someone you take things from. Okay. Um, And I think an influence is more closer so
3: tell me this i i had a shitbag stepfather as well um i won't get into all that but not not a good man either do you even throughout all that you know darkness growing up with your stepfather do you still think you learned a lot of good things from that man or no Like, did he teach you or show you anything that you still use to this day?
2: I think some some parts, yeah, some parts I do in 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 a good way. Mm. You know, he was he was okay up until like a certain age that I was, but then I think that was because of his upbringing and. You know, once I reached a certain age, it was very negative. But I think, you know, he was quite disciplined. He was very straightforward. Mm. Um, You know, like it wasn't all bad, but I think I I think you do take some good bits. I think if they if there are some good bits with that person, Um, even if
3: it's indirectly, right? Even if it's even if they're showing you what not to do, yeah. You still pull something from that person, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think I think to some degree, yeah. I mean, but you
3: wouldn't say that person's a role model.
2: No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that that person's yeah. a role model. I mean, you know, my, you know, I've got two two brothers who, you know, they there was hit that that was their dad. Um, you know, oh, and okay. I, and I, you know, I feel sorry for for them because he's not really in their life anymore. Do you know what I mean? Um and things like that. So it's it's a it's, it's a strange one really, you know, with, with that because you know, even though there is there's not good times, I think there are some times you can look out, you know, where you did take something away. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. I was I was a lot younger. But then you know like with with role models and influencers, I mean it you know it can be people some people say teachers don't they i think you know i take a lot from my my mom my mum's done really well she's been through a lot of different things mm-hmm. um you know she broke up from my stepdad you know had me and my two brothers you know moved house whilst doing her degree you know yeah um all at once so i, I you know i i see my mom's a role model um my, my my friends my connections like myself on social media you know you're my you know I see what other people are doing and that kind of puts me in check and keeps me on track you know and and you know people we meet you know my role models uh I think I learned a lot I think I, I, I learned a lot from like you know during COVID like that like Gary V guy he was like saying you know you just need to get out there and just just go and do things and That kind of like made me think about my own life and because I I used to do content, I used to make content and not put it out there because I'd be worried about what people think about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some people it's just I I like people who've been through some stuff and they've come Mm -hmm. out the other end. You know, I've got two, I've got two good friends, um, Brian and Greg. I've done podcasts for them, they're ex-military, they're in the States. And They've been through a lot. They've been, you know, Afghanistan, Iraq and places, and they they help businesses with security now. And they have a podcast. And you know, I see them as role models. So it's not always, you know, people, big people on TV. Sometimes it's, you know, people we meet, but there are people on TV, like actors I like. I mean, I like uh, you know, um Keanu Reeves. Okay. Hell yeah. Because he actually I like seems Keanu's. like yeah, he actually seems like a nice guy, and he takes his role serious, and he mm. he kind of goes all in. Mm.
3: Yeah, that's a really tough question, man. I'm gonna yeah. after this podcast, I'm gonna be thinking about that role models.
4: Yeah,
3: it's a really tough question
4: because
3: mm. I when you when you ask that question and then I listed off all those people, I maybe they're more influences than role models. Mm. Um. I think it's a good question,
2: man. yeah, I think influence is like more behavior, isn't it? And role you... model
3: is like the model the like the ideal model of what you aspire to be or you want to be. and mm. I don't really know if I break it down like that i I would think of like somebody like jay Z
4: mm.
3: um you know, just his demeanor the way he releases music, like you said, how he came from nothing to something, how educated he is. Um, I definitely model a lot of what I do and who I am kind of based on that persona or character of Jay-Z. But when it comes to like real life figures, I can't think of anybody, man. That's a good yeah. thing though, right? it means you you're you're unique you're going to be yo you will be the role model
2: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so and the thing is you know you you don't have to have people you know all the time who close by and that's one of the things that's you know good in in with the internet and things we can look at other people and find people to you know find motivation from and you know role models and things like that um as well is there um is
0: there
3: any other topics that come to mind that you want to touch base on? Nah, man. Um, I wanted to say I, 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 I fucking love your hairstyle. Mustache yeah. is looking fucking good, dude. <laughs> I've been wanting to tell you that. So that's Cheers, important man. to say. Cheers. Um, Nah, nah just, I just, I really wanted to get on here and just kind of tell you, you know, that I, I I'm happy and I'm impressed with what you're doing and I want you to keep doing it. And I don't know if other guests say that to you, but um from over here in the States, you know, cheers to you, man. I really fuck with what you're doing.
2: No, oh, cheers, Jay. No, I really, really appreciate your support. And I'm, you know, really grateful to be your friend and I'm really grateful to be able to, you know, have these podcasts with you. And uh, you know, I are really thankful for everything. And, you know, I, I really love what you do. You know, I love your music. And um, you know, I, I think you should keep doing what you're doing as well. And uh What I'll I'll do is as well, to kind of finish off, I've got your, um, I'll share my screen and I've got one of your songs, uh, your Tarantino song, you want me to play it? Yeah. Oh, it's about two minutes something, so I'll play it. Now, it should pop up the video, so um, just bear with me a second. All right. You should be able to hear it.
4: Can you hear that? No. No.
0: It's kind of moving.
3: It's like moving slow and glitchy too.
0: Is it? Yeah. Oh, share sound. No.
1: Life's the real casino. I don't play no Kino. I drop acid like Amino. Then go ball with Chino. Mama, Chino, I'm the one, baby. I'm El Nino. Got a Tarantino. Act like got a
2: valentino pop that maraschino baby you're here now
3: yes i can you spelled my name wrong up there on the youtube search you ego, jay Pacino,
2: cut him off like i've been Sorry. planning keto I'm
1: a <laughs>
3: Shino, good, I'm one,
1: baby. I'm i don't correlate with suckers i'm a motherfucker i ain't cooking nothing i might have a pussy supper don't go saving backstabbers let that pussy suffer i'll talk about it in my session then go book undercovers there ain't no blunder. i'm not dumb you got my fucking number they're not rolling nothing i'll just let the clicker buffer make lippy bitches pucker but Bitch, you won't find no other <laughs> gutter tarantino i'm the great gambino <laughs> life's the real casino i don't play no kino i roll backwards like burritos they go ball with chino mama chino i'm the one baby i'm el nino gutter tarantino act like gutter valentino Pop that maraschino, baby, help me flare my ego Jay Marino, pass him off and leave him jalapeno Chino, I'm the one, baby, I'm El Primo Facts, and all my threads is red and black, like it's roulette I fucked this local singer, but I tried to pull a duet In the kitchen with the pipe. Scarlett, do you get the clue yet? But now she texts my phone to say that she's been going through it I've been double-timing way before I wore my 2X I felt like Hoodie Mellow even when I wore my Dancing with the devil, he might teach me how to two-step. Levels to this shit, you still think we in the duplex? Said that I'd be back, but now I'm back to hit the suplex. They're not saying shit in front of me; it's in the group text. I don't need to tell them; they should say less. They do less. Me that.
2: someone.
3: Oh, I'm glad you dig it.
2: Yeah, and like what, like with the video, like does it take a while to kind of put the, uh, the cinematography together and the ideas and stuff? Like,
3: yeah, it does. Um, yeah, it does. That particular video was shot in an old colonial mansion, um, in Massachusetts. We lost the footage of the outside of the mansion, so you don't get to see like the pillars or me performing outside the place, Um, so everything you're seeing in that video is me inside the mansion, Um, but yeah, it takes time, man, Mm. shout out to um, Vantage Co., they produced that uh, music video, Uh, Ammo, my engineer, he did, he produced the song, Um, but yeah, slow process for me, Uh, i'm definitely somebody that wants it perfect before it comes out i'm not the guy that shoots it yesterday and releases it today
2: Hmm. and there's some it's, it's an art form isn't it really it's not just i'm gonna film it do it and put it out it's you know you're you're crafting this thing to make it you know put it out there
3: yeah i'm really big about my catalog and my legacy and looking back and being proud of what you put out mm. and that could be an ego issue itself i don't know but i definitely care about the art mm. and i don't care if it takes a year two years to to finish the damn song it doesn't matter to me i'm not putting it out until i think it's ready
2: yeah no, that's awesome and i think you know you, you've got to stay true to yourself up in you and you've got to like do what you think works and i think that's a really good process and because you know it's, it's set in that bar and standard for yourself isn't it and then kind of going okay well, what's next
3: yeah 100 percent. and you want to be proud of your own stuff too mm. you know if you're releasing stuff that you're not proud of but you're releasing it because you know others will like it mm. i don't know that doesn't work for me i I need to feel good about it mm. before i let anybody else see it yeah definitely. Uh, with that being said, I do have a lot more coming too. So hmm. where, um,
2: where, can look, people, where can people find that? Where can people find your.
3: Everything is uh, who is Jay Gutter, uh, J-A-Y-G-U-D-D-A. So you can go to whoisjaygutta.com You can go to whoisjaygutta on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that. Um, I don't even like plugging that stuff, but if you like this interview, go ahead, take a listen, let me know what you think. Um, I appreciate you asking.
2: No, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. It's it's been, you know, really great talking to you and really great having you back on the uh podcast. And you know, I love everything that you do. I love your music. You know, I, I have really good conversations with you and um, you know, keep doing what you're doing and uh, you know, I'm grateful to be able to do this and um you know, I wish you all the best knowing you're doing and stay tuned for next time.
3: It's a pleasure. Right back at you, partner. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's do it again.
2: Yeah, sure, thing. Take it easy. Got it, Adam, got it, Adam, got it, positivity, positivity, possibility, in.